Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. Buying fresh, beautiful produce to take home and cook with is what it's all about. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. He's our state's official culinary ambassador. This week, we'll get pro tips from Chef Justin Timoneri of Fresh from Florida. Thank you for eating up the latest episode of The Zest. WUSF Public Media also offers a delicious podcast focused on arts and culture in the Sunshine State. The Arts Access Florida podcast highlights arts and cultural organizations right here in Florida. Learn more about these unique institutions, how you can be a part of upcoming events, and so much more. For a culturally enriching experience, subscribe to the Arts Access Florida podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or visit artsaccessflorida.org. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L dot org. Thanks to our founding sponsor, Community Foundation Tampa Bay. For chefs and home cooks, Florida offers an embarrassment of riches with so many fruits, veggies, seafood, beef, honey, and even peanuts, our palates should never get bored. But if you do ever find yourself stuck in a dinner rut, then Chef Justin Timoneri can help. Justin is the executive chef of Fresh from Florida, a branch of the Florida Department of Agriculture. Do yourself a favor and follow Fresh from Florida on all the socials, by the way. It is just a feast for the eyes. I recently chatted with Justin about what daily life is like as the state's official culinary ambassador. He also shared tips for cooking with in-season ingredients and advice for meal planning like a chef. I like to consider Florida seafood as my, my speciality, you know, because I love it and I I'm it's so incredible to advocate for because it's, it's healthy, it's delicious, it's, it's precious, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we have. But man, there's so much good stuff. I think probably my personal favorite seafood is probably uh, pompano would be one of my, my favorite fish. And then of course, stone crab. But you know, we have the Gulf and the Atlantic Ocean. So, so much incredible stuff. Key West Pink Shrimp. I mean, it just goes on and on. We're so incredibly blessed to be here in the state of Florida with access to not only this wonderful produce and agriculture, but, you know, the amazing fishermen and fisherwomen that, you know, whether harvesting oysters or just so much incredible stuff that stacks up, if not better than seafood from anywhere else in the entire world. Do you have any tips for preparing seafood in a way that maybe we haven't thought of before? Yeah, well, you know, I think seafood can be somewhat difficult for the home cook. Sometimes they go to their local seafood market and they see all this wonderful seafood and, you know, they're not sure and it can be expensive. And so they worry about overcooking it at home or are they going to mess it up? So all those things go on in their head. I think you know, a lot of people, when they want seafood, they, they want a chef to prepare it. So they'll go out to eat and know that it's going to be 
safe and done right for them. But I really want to encourage people to cook more seafood at home because it is wonderful. It is healthy. It's delicious. But so a lot of what I say is start with the easy stuff like shrimp and then work your way up to the fin fish. But you know, there's lots of great stuff on our website at followfreshfromflorida.com, recipes and tips for, for cooking seafood. A lot of it comes with confidence. You know, you have to do it and get in there in the kitchen, but it is very simple and it's easy. And oftentimes, as we know, the simplest preparations are often the best. So we keep things simple and delicious and, uh, and healthy and good. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, when you signed onto this Zoom, I saw a picture of you with a like a young boy, maybe? Is that your son? Yeah, absolutely. How, how old is he? And what's an example of like a seafood dish, maybe from fresh from Florida that that someone his age could prepare? He's a real lucky kid. You know, we we cook a lot and I've exposed him to a lot of different foods growing up. And, and we have a rule that he tries absolutely everything that I cook. And it's been great. You know, he he will eat oysters raw, right on the half shell. He loves them. He loves, we had, we cooked shrimp last night. As a matter of fact, we made Gulf shrimp and he loves, you know, some of the fin fish too. When we go out to seafood restaurants and stuff, he orders grouper. So he's, he's really a great Oh my gosh, how old is this kid? (laughs) He's nine. He's old. He's only nine nine. years old. I have Mm -hmm. a nine-year-old daughter who will only eat like pancakes and yogurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is is um, just getting him in the kitchen with me to take some ownership of what we're making, and therefore he's more likely to to want to have to taste it, to want to eat it, and be proud of it. So that's that's really my biggest tip for parents is try to get the kids involved in the kitchen. And let's be fair, you know these are life skills that we're talking about. That you know cooking and eating something that's going to serve us for the rest of our lives. And we really need to understand there's a lot of problems in this country with diets, diet related disease. So learning how to cook, teaching kids how to cook responsibly is is really one of the best things we could do for these upcoming generations, for sure. I so agree. My kids love to cook. They just don't want to eat it. And actually, we just did an interview with Wendy Wesley, who's a dietitian and nutritionist in St. Pete, and she gave a whole bunch of wonderful tips for cooking with kids. So people can go back and listen to that episode. Okay, last question about the seafood, and then we'll move on. So you said last night you guys had shrimp and your son gobbled it up. What did you do to the shrimp? What's like a quick no recipe recipe for people looking to make shrimp? You know, hot saute pan and, and just a little nice olive oil and some garlic and a, a little lemon juice and, and hot sauce. You know, I mean, it's, it's four or five ingredients. But from there, you know, I live here in Florida. I have a bunch of potted herbs on my patio because that's one of the best ways to get flavor into your food without a lot of salt and fat. So lots of great herbs, big squeeze of lemon juice. And he likes it a little spicy. So we get the hot sauce on there. You know, it's, it's real simple and easy. Cooks fast and uh, everybody's happy. Serve it with some great fresh veggies or a salad and maybe a little bit of rice and everybody's happy. Mm. Okay. Are there any other misconceptions about maybe Florida agricultural products that need to be cleared up? I know we think of Florida oranges and a lot of our oranges <laughs> don't come from Florida. You know, certainly with citrus, you know, I think some of our citrus may get a little bad rap because it doesn't look as shiny on the outside as California citrus does. But I can guarantee that our citrus is is delicious and juicy. You know, that's kind of one of those things. You know, but for the most part, I think Florida agriculture has a pretty stellar reputation. I mean, the, the amount of really good food that coming out of the state, our, our sweet corn, you know, put it up there with, with any sweet corn in, in the world. 
blueberries and strawberries. I mean, it's, it's full on strawberry season right now. We're getting into blueberries and then watermelons, you know, some of my favorite time of the year for sure. Okay, let's talk about that. We're recording this in early March. It is strawberry season. My family just went strawberry picking in Plant City last week. As the months get warmer, I get kind of more nervous because I'm like, oh, all the all the good stuff is like going to be out of season. But you're excited. So what should we be looking for in the hotter months? Support for the Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. Yeah, I think for sure, you know, the blueberries and the watermelon, and there, there are plenty of things that grow all year round too. I mean, some of the squash, some of my favorite things available all year round, like wonderful arugula and, and lettuces. It's it's really about understanding, you know, the growing seasons and, and being able to work with that whenever we're buying in season and what's the peak market. We know we're, we're um, the price points are going to be better. We know the nutrient density of the foods we're buying are going to be better because they're, they're fresh and in season. I think, you know, as Americans, we kind of get accustomed to be able to go to the grocery store, buy whatever we want all year round. But like we're discussing, you know, things don't grow necessarily all year round, certainly not in the state of Florida. Although there still are some really wonderful summer foods to be able to look forward to in the state. I mean, lots of great seafood and, and those fruits like watermelon and blueberries that, that really conjure up that feeling of summertime. Oh, I love a good watermelon. Yes. Do you have any general advice for cooking or maybe not cooking when it's hot outside? Are you a big grill guy? Yeah, you know, I I do like to fire up a grill. I've got a nice um, smoker, so I love throwing stuff on the smoker, get some good flavor on it. I do a good bit of stuff in my oven. I don't have a lot of gadgets in my personal kitchen. I don't have an air fryer. I don't have any kind of quick cooking Oh, pot I'm so happy thing. you say that because neither I, do I. <laughs> no my microwave even in my house at all. So everything's really pretty, pretty traditional, you know, I'll, I'll put on the oven and throw stuff in the oven or, or saute on the, on the stovetop. But, you know, for me, cooking is, is an everyday thing. So there's really not too much change as far as the techniques of cooking. It would just be more of, of what's in season as opposed to fall and summer times. So I'm still cranking up the oven and the burners just as much in the summer as I do in the fall and winter. It's just some of the styles are different. Not, you know, looking forward to making, uh, you know, these these fresh, light foods that in the summertime where, you know, after you eat this meal, you're like, yes, let's get up. Let's go for a walk around the block. Let's jump on the bike and, and get a little exercise or go visit some friends. You know, not the kind of food that that's going to make you want to sit on the couch and not do anything. Food that, that gives you life and wants to get you going. Food that gives you life. I love that. Okay, what's an example of a meal that gives you life? If you were having company over in like July for say 4th of July or, you know, just a backyard get together. What's a meal? Like give us some ideas we can steal. Yeah, certainly, um, you know, seafood is always going on in my house. So, I mean, you know, going to find some, some fresh shrimp, maybe to put on skewers and throw on the grill with, with a little bit of nice um, spice mix. And, of course, you know, really like to make sure that that what I'm serving is is completely balanced. Um, you know, for, for the most part, I like lots of, of fruits and vegetables at the top and then only about five or six ounces of protein at the most. And then 
only a small bit of carb. So maybe kind of a, a, just a real quick saute of some zucchini, squash, and tomato or, or something like that of veggies or, you know, a really nice salad with um, a super, super light, tasty dressing and as much fresh fruit as we could possibly have around. I mean, we certainly don't eat enough fruit and there's all kinds of great fruit, you know, coming from um, around the state of Florida, like the tropical fruit coming out of South Florida is amazing. I mean, whether it's avocado or, or mango or dragon fruit or papayas, passion fruit, and, and then there's lots of other really exotic uh, tropicals down there too, like sapote and mame. I mean, just incredible stuff. So it's it's fun to be able to look around and see what's what's coming out of the state and, and to be able to offer that at your, your table, you know, let alone blueberries and like strawberries that we've been chowing on for weeks now. Yeah, I do love the farmer's market because I find produce I wouldn't have even thought to look for, or even just the roadside stands. We have so many of those roadside produce stands here in Florida. Now, what are you doing to the fruit? Obviously, you know, you can do strawberry shortcake or something like that, but are you just cutting it up and serving it or or can you make it a little fancy? We have some other uh, great recipes on Follow Fresh from Florida where you could, you know, dive into to doing stuff. Now, I'm not the greatest baker, you know, and to me, there's there's nothing better than eating fruit how nature intended, you know, when it's it's ripe and delicious. It's just absolutely incredible. But I do like to, you know, with these strawberries recently, I've been uh, putting a little bit of uh, wildflower Florida honey and then crumbling up a little feta cheese on there. So it gives me a little a little sweet and salty, you know, little things like that are fun every once in a while to do. And, um, you know, but for the most part, we'll use the example of strawberries. They come in and they're fresh. I eat them just like that and send a ton of them in my son's lunch to school you know if if they start to wilt slightly then we'll look at what we could do with them whether it's you cooking them down and making a barbecue sauce with them or making um, some kind of compote or lightly wilting them in a pan and and, um, putting them over some ice cream lots of great stuff Mm, I'm smiling. (laughs) So are you. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the test kitchen because that just Mm -hmm. sounds so cool to me. Now you're based in Tallahassee. So where exactly is the test kitchen? What type of facility? And then how do you go about planning these new recipes? Because I feel like I, for one, am stuck in a rut and I could use some strategies for breaking out of that. We have a really nice facility. It's out by um, the National Highfield Magnetic Lab here at Tallahassee, which is which is really cool. So, it's a it's a large space, and I've got a, a bunch of ovens, burners, and all the equipment that that I could ever need. And um, it's a multi use space, so sometimes we do have up to forty guests in there, um, and then we can conduct classes and demonstrations and those kind of things. We also do all our filming. So if you go to followfreshfromflorida.com and watch any of our cooking videos, you know pretty much all of those were, were filmed in that facility as well so it's a, it's a really great space to have but uh yeah it's a lot of fun to be able to go there and develop and, and as far as inspiration goes you know it it, it can be tough sometime i mean you, you kind of have to work for it here and there and kind of seek out some of these things you know i draw a lot of inspiration from my past which which has made me who i am but also looking at some of the uh classic recipes that you know, may need a little bit of updating as far as technique and and healthiness, like, you know, um, replacing plain Greek yogurt instead of using mayonnaise in some certain sauces or different things and just different little more modern techniques that we do to to make things healthier or fresh, adding fresh herbs instead of relying so heavy on on dried herbs, little little things like that. But but it's funny how inspiration can come from, uh, from a lot of different places. 
That is cool. Because at least for me, I'm afraid to fail. Like when it's dinner time, that's not the time for me to be taking risks because my family's hungry now. You know what I mean? So maybe the weekend is a better time to experiment. <laughs> okay, so I reached out to my Facebook friends to ask if they had any questions for you. And my friend Kenya Woodard, who's the one who suggested I have you on, so thank you, Kenya. She wanted awesome. to know, what is your favorite dish to prepare? I'm Italian, so I like to cook um, a lot of Italian food as comfort, which would be just a little bit of pasta and either, you know, some seafood, whether it's shrimp or crab, and lots of veggies and fresh herbs, you know, really, really kind of simple, not too heavy on the cheese uh, at all. But I also, uh, we eat a lot of Caribbean food here. I mean, I think I was supposed to be uh, born to live in the Caribbean, but but I'm pretty close being here in Florida, so I'm happy about that. But that's some of my favorite diet, you know, lots of beans and rice and fresh fruit and seafood and vegetables, I think, is is the way. Very cool. Well, you were not born in the Caribbean, <laughs> I'm guessing, or correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> was not. But, but let's back up. Where did you grow up and how did you get to where you are today? Grew up right here in, in Tallahassee, and thankfully was really exposed. I mean, my mother is is a wonderful cook. My grandmother was a really phenomenal cook. My father, a great cook as well. So I was always exposed to someone being in the kitchen cooking, and, and it was something that I always was really interested in. So for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a chef. And, and when I was young, I was always in the kitchen trying to see what was going on, learn what I could as much as anybody would let me. So it really was a, a, a pretty natural and easy transition. I mean, I'm super lucky to know from, from a young age what I wanted to do. And then I was able to go do that and, and follow my dreams. Now, you know, being a chef is hard work. I always say, you know, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be chefs because it is a tough, tough career. And with the popularity of chefs, you know, in the past 10, 15 years, you can imagine there is a, a lot of young folks that want to get into that, that work as well. And, and it is, it's hard and it's, it's tough, but it's also incredibly satisfying as well. And to me, you know, good food is good living. So lucky in so many ways. Oh, completely. Now, how do you go about preparing for a food competition? I know that you've done some of those and everybody wants to be the yeah. next Food Network star now, right? So what advice do you have in that regard? I think back in 2006, when I first got hired for with Fresh from Florida, one of the first things they had me do, they were like, oh, well, you know, we want you to go to this uh, cooking contest. I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, you're going to be cooking against uh, 20 other chefs representing 20 other states. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that, that sounds fun. I'm, I'm ready. And then they were like, oh, it's going to be a food network contest. So it kind of ratcheted up the little pressure there. So, you know, we went into a lot of theory about what kind of dishes, you know, we thought would really conjure that Florida feeling like, you know, if somebody tasted this dish, you know, somewhere else, not in Florida, what, what is going to bring them right to that place in Florida? You know, because we know that that food triggers a lot of uh, memories and, and feelings throughout our lives. And whether it's memories that we previously had or ones that we're building, you know, food is a, is a great thing to help those memories, you know, come back. And so, you know, once we kind of figured out some of the flavors we wanted to use, then, then it was um, really just kind of a lot of cooking the dish over and over, testing little things to make sure that, we had the cooking times down and the flavor profiles, but you know, in the dish I won the new food network contest was, was a very complicated dish. I think it was, you know, the entire recipe is made up of like six or seven other recipes. So you put all those together and, and it was a lot of flavors, but 
we had a great strategy and we executed it well and were able to pull it off and, and um, brought the, the title crown of uh, the country's best domestic seafood dish to the state of Florida, which is really phenomenal. Okay, so I have to ask, what was the dish? Yeah, so uh, the dish was a, let me see if I can remember the whole thing. It was a, a crispy um, pan-seared snapper. And then we did a citrus and fennel salad. And then there was a uh, passion fruit, coconut, like a red curry sauce down there. And then we did a spicy mango jam and then some sauteed uh, crispy Gulf shrimp on top of that. So you could see it was a, it's a long, complicated recipe and we barely got it done in like the hour and a half, two hours that we had to do it. But uh, it was a lot of fun and, and, and it accomplished just that way. You know, I think when the judges taste it, it brought them right into the state of Florida you know, all those kind of tropical and seafood and flavors that were fresh and light kind of inspiring. It brought them right there. And I think it was so, so refreshing and kind of stood out from all the other dishes. So we just, and, and a lot of it was luck too, I think. Is there one meal that is just like your ultimate Florida meal from start to finish, like the appetizer, the entree, the dessert? We love and, and I'm just speaking here at home with my son and I, um, we like to take uh, what's in season and make a nice salad with that because we eat a bunch of salads, um, whether that's fruit or our veggies that we put on there. So we always have a nice green salad and we'll make a, a simple vinaigrette with just some some orange juice and a little olive oil, maybe some Dijon mustard and fresh herbs. And it is delicious. And then... Um, you know, we try to eat seafood a couple times a week. I know I keep going back to shrimp, but we'll make some shrimp and rice or shrimp and pasta, just a, a real quick saute or uh, throw some fresh veggies, some a little bit of uh, large diced or, or sliced zucchini and squash in the oven. I mean, you know, okra is kind of in right now, which is delicious. And we love that. So We'll make a slaw with cabbage, which is a great veggie side, you know, that goes with seafood or just about anything. We love to make tacos and we are able to find Florida beef. And so we'll make tacos quite a bit with that. And then we'll serve it with some beans and we'll make some tomato salsa, chilies. And so we have a lot of fun. And like you said earlier, we try not to get in, in a rut. We try to vary it up and keep things moving and around so our, our palates kind of don't get stale. You know, but at the same time, we like to cook as responsibly as we can. You know, we're not frying in here. We're not using a lot of oils and butters. We're trying to keep things nice. We're using some avocado oils. We're using natural flours, natural Florida sugar. You know, it's about what we have, uh, you know, those main ingredients that we have in our pantry, keeping those as, as good quality and natural as we can. And then buying uh, a fresh, beautiful produce to, to take home and, and cook with is what it's all about. Well, I am so impressed by this nine-year-old. What is his name? And can he come stay at my house and teach my kids a few things? Yeah, his name is Declan. And uh, he, he is a great kid. And, and yeah, he, he is a, 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 a good role model. And not only does he well, but he also encourages when we have friends and, and kids over, he encourages them to try things as well, because I make them eat what, uh, you know, pretty much what the adults are eating, you know, with some subtle changes. But yeah, so it, it really has been been wonderful. And, you know, I don't want him to grow up to be a chef, but, but I really want him to grow up to be a gourmet cook so that he can uh, enjoy life that much more. Oh, well, he's off to a great start with you as his dad. You've mentioned seafood a bunch of times. Where do you buy your seafood? 
I have a really great local seafood market here that I trust. I've dealt with them for a long time. And that's what I would say to our listeners is to look for a great seafood market in your area and then go and try to start establishing a relationship with the purveyors there. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Talk to them. What's in season? What's fresh? What's coming out of the waters here in Florida? You know, and, and do they have signs on there, the seafood that says where it's from or, or is it from Florida? And also, you know, you kind of need to understand the harvest seasons for seafood. Now, certain things like snapper can be harvested all year long, but, you know, like stone crab has seasons, you know, oysters have some seasons too. I mean, depends on whether they're farm raised or harvest naturally. So there is some information that you do need to kind of familiarize yourself with, but I would say, you know, find a great seafood market and ask questions to them. Don't be afraid to ask and they should be able to advise you right Oh, that's great. I just spoke with Angela Collins of UF IFAS, and she gave all these great tips for eating sustainable seafood. And her number one tip, again, was to ask questions. And so don't be afraid to kind of get up in people's face a little bit. Well, it's been so great talking to you. Final question comes from Chef Greg Baker, who's a respected chef here in Tampa. And he wants to know, how has the Fresh from Florida program evolved over the last few years? When COVID hit to, you know, kind of really turn things around a little bit, like I said, normally I'm traveling up and down the state of Florida, doing a lot of promotions, working with the watermelon board or strawberries. You know, I've done things with, with Visit Florida, just like you, to all kinds of different promotions to increase the awareness of what's grown here in the state of Florida. So we haven't been able to do a lot of that in person, you know, with COVID. So you know, really, we've we have transitioned in the past two years from from outward to physically being at events and giving cooking demonstrations and, and sampling to to being in the R and D kitchen and doing a lot of filming. You know, because we can safely film there and get our message out to a wide range of of people. So I think it's going to be more of a hybrid. I mean, uh, events and things are starting to pick back up here, so we'll start to do more of those. Um, being able to make these different videos, whether it's just kind of explaining about these different kinds of produce and, and when they're available to actually simple cooking videos that everybody can follow along with at home. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all the recipe inspiration on the Fresh from Florida website and social media accounts. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to encourage everybody to to get cooking, right? You know, go see what's available. Go to your farmer's market and let me let me issue just a quick little challenge to everybody listening here. Okay, so I know that, uh, you know, a lot of times we're at home and we'll make our grocery list and we'll decide what we want to have for dinner or what we're going to have the next couple of days. And then we go to the grocery store and we buy those things to fill the list. But what I would like to challenge everybody to do is to go ahead and go to your market without such a detailed list as far as produce goes. Go there see what's in season from our state, what looks the best, and then purchase those things. And then you can always find some recipes on the back end that the ingredients will work with. I think that's a much better way because like we talked about earlier, we get so used to going in the grocery store, buying whatever we want. I think it's important to go in there and see what's fresh. And this is what a chef would do. When I would make my menu, it's not, I don't write the menu and then go buy the items. I go buy the items and then write the menu. The items dictate the menu. The menu doesn't dictate the items. Mm. 
I'm doing that like exploding head emoji right now. So challenge accepted. Justin, nice. so nice talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, such a pleasure. Anytime. I hope we can do this again. Justin Timonary is the executive chef at Fresh from Florida. Of course, we had to ask him for a few recipes. You'll find recipes for Florida watermelon pops, Florida shrimp boil with sweet corn and new potatoes, and the Florida Endless Summer Rum Cocktail on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. This week we had help from Chandler Balcom and Hannah Abdel-Majid. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2022.